Welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Arlene Schacht. I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. So what did you have to eat for supper today, Nathaniel? Because we had something pretty interesting. Did you? I had something mm-hmm. very uninteresting. <laughs> what was it? Just some soup. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the huge. It doesn't the change, usual. does it? No. What kind? Hey, it's good. What kind it's of good soup? stuff. Uh, chicken noodle. The go-to. Mm, I really, yeah, bad. my preferences do not change that much. No, 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 no. I, I have ah. to expand my arsenal of flavors, you know? Well, now that you own a star, you That's gotta do That's true. Better. Now yeah. I'm basically a celebrity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. that for yeah. sure. Yeah. You've Definitely. named your own. I have it's my like own you're a parent now. now. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. so do you want to know what we had? I sure do. It rhymes with Mexican lasagna. Fettuccine Alfredo? <laughs> it was Mexican lasagna. It, it, if Mexican it rhymes with that, lasagna. then no. That d- Mexican lasagna doesn't rhyme with Mexican lasagna. It rhymes lasagna. with itself. You'd have to... It technically does. It so. does so. That is such a dad joke. Oh, oh my is. goodness. It is. It's so bad. It makes me want to start the podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Oh, I just know. But we that won't. Was, that was a good so, start. Great starting yeah. joke. <laughs> anyway. So what is it? Is it like like Canadian Mexican lasagna? It's like or? taco, taco um, like be- fried ground beef with taco seasoning layered with cheddar cheese and um, lasagna noodles. Really kind of like a bit of an overpowering taste. So you got to eat it with like some you sour cream. Have Sounds like you'd probably have like half a plate of that and then be done for weeks. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much sums it up. I had a small piece and I was like, it's pretty good for the first few bites and then it's a little bit too much, I think. Like, yeah. this is overpowering. Yeah, so that's about right, though. We we won't do that again for a few weeks. No. Oh, I keep going weeks, back going to right the Bread and Butter it. Company. I'm looking for lasagna and every time I go back, they don't have it. So today I was like, oh, I'll try the Mexican lasagna. You know, like, I'm I could in, make my own lasagna, but it's too much for just two of us. I'm impressed at the level of, of meals we've managed to freeze. You know what I mean? What? Who, you like, and the guys? No, like with? just in general, humans. Oh. Like, now you ah. can have like a full Thanksgiving meal for like $2. It's all frozen. Like they're a, pretty small we- though, aren't they? Weird like frozen dinners. To get into. Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, it's a meal. Would you be full from a frozen dinner? Y- yes. Mm. From a f- what? F- what kind of frozen dinner are we talking about? Any frozen dinner, uh, like like a good those... entree. Yeah, like that you buy at the supermarket. He's okay. talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right. I I I think they like look really small you know? to me. Hungry man. It looks like starving girl. That's what I think when I've seen that, that. Maybe, yeah. That's that's probably what they're going for. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's really <laughs> not mean, that. If big. you really think about it, it's just a plate of food. Like if you were to go to Thanksgiving and fill up your plate, it would be roughly like that. Really? It's you think the there's that, that, that much food? There's I a fair there amount. Yeah. yeah, there's a fair. It's pretty filling. We we tried got vegetables, them. got potatoes, got like yeah. some ribs yeah. on there. And what about the apple cobbler dessert? Don't like apples. It has yeah. a dessert in the Hungry Man dinner? Oh, of course. Hmm. Well, you know when hungry men probably... need dessert. Right. Maybe you've never seen then how much food I put on my plate at Thanksgiving dinner, if you think it's equivalent. 
You no, really think it would be equivalent? No. Not I think it's equivalent to like someone taking what they plate. actually could eat. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, when there's so much food on the table, a lot of times you're like, I'll have some of this, I'll have some yeah, of that. Yeah, you're just going to fill up. And then you find out you've chosen too much because you wanted a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah. It's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet and watching the people ahead of you just pile their plates up a foot high until it's yeah. falling off. It's Those just all impressive. relative, right? You, mm-hmm. Yeah. You see 50 feet of food. You're just going to keep throwing it on there, and there's no way you're going to finish it. And yet my favorite part is always the salad when I go to a buffet, and I don't make that many salads at home. Like, I'm not, and if I go to a restaurant, I wouldn't order a salad. But put me in a buffet, and I'm all about the salad. Salads aren't fun to make. No. No, but they're fun at a buffet. It's all ready to go. Just buffet yourself. (laughs) I've never had a salad at a buffet. So, oh wow! Here's a question: If you were eating, and I might have asked you this on the podcast before, you're eating Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner. What's your favorite go-to dish? So potatoes. I think that's what I said last time. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes with gravy. Yeah. Except we put too much garlic in them lately. Ooh, I don't mind it. Mm, garlic okay. is good. And what's your favorite, Michael? Go for. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go for the stuffing. I'd say the stuffing. Wow. Not a turkey fan, except for the last time around. It was good. But why are we talking about Christmas dinners? And- well, we're talking about food, and my favorite Oh, okay. is pierogi casserole now, which is also oh. like a lasagna. Okay. That right. is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Back this up then. Nathaniel, you threw me off. You mm-hmm. Okay, you're saying that potatoes is your favorite food, bar none? No, he's saying at like... <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. Oh, for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Thanksgiving or oh, Christmas. okay. But what? What about just in general? Duh. What? I mean, I don't. Soup. I think you already know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, seriously. <laughs> you're. You, hmm. Okay. My last soup. meal would be a good old bowl of chicken noodle soup. Like when you're on death row, that's what you're yes. gonna order. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> They'd say to you, really. <laughs> That's yeah, it? yeah. I mean, hey, people it. have gotten some weird final meals, right? Nothing, nothing weird with a bowl of soup. Mm. Yeah, there is actually. What do you mean? It seems, seems yeah. like no. That's an odd choice. Come on, that's an odd choice. I mean, I'd probably it, get more with it, but the soup would be the main. What would you get with it? A bun? Platter of <laughs> yes. cheeses. Cheeses. I want to get a platter, <laughs> a party platter. <laughs> I want to try cheeses I've never tried before. Really? I haven't really Not expanded my, my knowledge into the world of cheese yet. Like, I've never had brie, I, right? That's crazy. Oh, so you, you yes, need you to... Yes, you have. Maybe yeah, you have. Maybe you haven't tried it. I've made a, a salad brie. with brie cheese. With brie cheese, yeah, for sure. Well, then I don't it's remember that it. one. I probably didn't eat it. The apple something or other. Apple with oh. the raspberry poppy seed dressing, I, and yes. it looks like little pieces of apples. I don't want to sound rude, but I did not like that. <laughs> I know you've mentioned that before. You did not like that salad. <laughs> don't don't worry. That, f- that wasn't yeah. That, that wasn't poppy rude seed at all. dressing was very intense. I love that yeah. salad. Yeah. Oh, that salad is amazing. I've had blue cheese. Hated blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese. It felt wrong. 
yes. <laughs> when when yeah. I was a kid, people used to make two things. Then both of these are very gross. And I'm sorry if you make them and you're listening because still I think it's gross. But we would have salad, like just uh, iceberg lettuce. And then people would put this salad dressing on it that was like white sugar and oil or something like that. It was just like sugar. Like, so you would think you're having a regular salad, but it was like this cruel joke because it would be like sugar on your salad. That's worse. And the other thing is jello with coleslaw inside it, like cut up vegetables. Oh, a jello salad? No. With, what do jello, you mean with jello. vegetables? You know, vegetables in veg- the jello. A lot of people put vegetables <gasps> in their jello. No. Yes, really? like cabbage and stuff really? like that. Are Carrots? You, yeah, of course they do. This is a huge shredded. Thing. It's all over buffets and stuff. Yeah, I, I we touch had this. That. No, we had this in gross. our fridge, didn't we? No, no, like in every our year. Fridge? No, every New Year in our fridge. Never. Oh, you're you're I, I thinking th- of the jelly might salad. Thinking, might be thinking of the other one, but that I do had, know there's two kinds. Some of them have fruit in them. Yeah. That, that's normal. That's normal thing. That's normal. <laughs> I've seen but putting with the vegetables. vegetables. I've had it with the vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, that just doesn't I sound say, right to me. I don't like jello that has a crunch to it. It does. They put like shredded carrots in it. Oh, shredded carrots in jello. Yeah. Mm. And some other, like a coal, almost like coleslaw, they throw it in there. Mm. I can't believe you haven't had that, Michael. We used no. to have it all the time at like funerals and stuff like that <laughs> funerals. <laughs> that, that'd be funeral food oh. yeah you know i have to say this this might upset people but i hate cooked apples uh i think that's pretty safe me too yeah like with uh any apple pies or anything like that absolutely hate me too yeah, yeah. i like apple pie wow everybody yeah. always it, loves apple pie it and is I the don't. texture of it like i can't get past it it's just yeah. like biting huh. into that just feels off. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you like, what pie would you like then? I don't really eat pie. I haven't had pie for years. Oh, I know. I've made hmm. pie and nobody eats the pie. I do. Just not big okay, on so pie. Okay, so if it was a berry pie, I'd go for blueberry. Blueberry. How about you, pie. Michael? What would you go for? Blueberry. Like fruit pie. Yeah, blueberry. Or I'd, raisin. Oh, too sweet. Ooh. Cherry's pretty good. My dad good. loved it. Cherry's good. Cherry's it's good. okay. Yeah, it's cherry's okay. good. And then um, for cream, like I think my favorite pie would be um, coconut cream pie. Ooh, lemon that, meringue. Yeah, coconut cream is not a pie. Oh. Lemon meringue, but it has to be homemade. Like if you ever try to buy a lemon meringue pie, like Walmart or Safeway or something, uh, no. <laughs> That really? is not great. Huh. No, it's never ever good in the store. But homemade, it's. I fantastic. wouldn't say that. No, I would. Maybe at one time I would say that, but I think I would say it. No, they've I Im- would shout it. They've improved. No. Have they? <laughs> no. I don't eat pies. Not for oh, lemon meringue pies. Oh, come Other on. pies are great. Lemon I mean, meringue. A lot of pies fail. are are now baked in stores. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of no, stuff is kind of homemade. It, yeah, it's changed a lot over the mm-hmm. year. I mean, when I was a kid, like back in the 70s, I remember if you wanted to pick up, like we started this podcast talking about TV dinners. If you wanted to pick up a TV dinner back then, it was disgusting. It was it was just bad. And now you open them up and it's they're passable. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're passable, yeah. and you're not gonna you're not gonna feel too hard done by. But I don't uh, think I've ever had a TV dinner in my life. You know what I want? What I want an MRE. What those is look, that? Those look surprisingly tasty. What is that? Oh, you don't know what an MRE is? No. No. Meals ready to eat. Uh, military rations. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, MREs. Oh. They they're like you can get some good looking MREs, and they look pretty tasty. Like better than what I eat on a daily basis. <laughs> you know what else is ready to eat? What is that? Chicken in a can. You ever see that? Okay, we're not doing the that. spam click thing again. No, no. no oh, right, we did talk we about did that. We did talk about chicken no, in a it's can. It's like it's a big can and it has a whole chicken in it. Yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. But when you think it does seem weird, but when you think about like Campbell's oh. chicken noodle soup. There's chicken in there. Chunky. What are you doing, Nathaniel? He's laughing. Chicken in a can. It is awful looking. (laughs) Have you never seen it? I have, but I just forgot how horrible it looked. It looks like it's it's slathered in Vaseline. Oh. Well, who knows, though? You know, maybe maybe they're good. No, they're not. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Chicken in a can just doesn't sound and right. It's not even refrigerated or anything. I well, can't you don't even... if it's in a can. Right. I can't understand how that's possible. Well, it's in a can. Sealed. So yeah, what? It's sealed. You can't just put anything in a can and say, okay, there it goes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you probably could. Can, could of you put you a, could. You could put a peanut butter sandwich in a can and just leave it on the shelf for a year? Yeah, that's what if, MREs are. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, I, okay. now no, we're gonna say we're gonna say this though. I mean, obviously, you have to treat it, so it has to be heated, right. it has to be prepared, and then it's completely, um, completely free of all bacteria, and then it's sealed. It has to be like boiled and stuff too, right? Never mm. tried a boiled sandwich, but who knows? You can just put anything sandwich like in a can, bread in a can. Usually know. they're would... separated because, like, going back to the MRE thing, those things could last. I think they could years. last a couple years, yeah. Yeah. But they're all yeah. like peanut butter is separately sealed, and then you have bread that's separately like vacuum sealed, and so mm-hmm. it's not usually sealed as one. Yeah, I mean, if you seal something like that, no bacteria can get in. It really can't. There's nothing that can yeah. happen to it. Yeah. So it'll last indefinitely. You know, look at the Franklin expedition when it when it went out what was it 1830s um, 1840s and it killed off the entire crew of two ships because they used lead solder to seal the cans not a good move you know so no what was in the can was okay it was preserved but the lead leached in and um, and so they think that that was a big part of what uh, what their downfall was it just sort of wandered off onto the tundra pulling sleds full of it yeah, it was actually up until not well, until the seventies for sure. It had wow. it. Yeah, our neighbors were worried one time because their baby had got into their pencil sharpener and inhaled all their pencil dust, and they were really scared about that. But then uh, we had all realized back then that was in the nineties that uh, they were it wasn't real lead, so it wasn't as dangerous as it could have been. Oh, I got poked in the leg one time by uh, Clarence Oaken, this guy that was in my class. I was crawling. I don't know what Clarence was doing, but he poked me with a pencil right in the knee. And like last time I looked, it was still there. 
Have you ever seen that? What was there, Clarence? (laughs) (laughs) Clarence's hand. Did you get like lead poisoning? (laughs) No, it was just like, it's the weirdest thing. If you get poked with a pencil, like, I don't know if that still happens now, but it would stay in your body forever. Yeah. What? It's like a cheap tattoo. Have you seen that, Michael? I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen somebody else that was poked pretty deeply with a pencil and it, it always stayed there. Yeah. It's probably just it healing under your skin. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's how tattoos are done. Clarence <laughs> Oaken just chases exactly you around know, yeah. with he's, a pencil. He's got his tattoo parlor in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It could be similar thing because it just never went away. I always thought there was a piece of pencil inside my leg. So there I might could, be. I could you look at it. You probably have bits of graphi- graphite in there. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. And it just never, ever came or out. Or lead. I bet you it's not there it anymore. Oh, no. no. I had really skinny little legs. Now it's probably all buried down, <laughs> deep down inside. <laughs> you won't find it anymore. Does skin... Wait. Does, this might be a dumb question. Does skin move inwards? Okay, now, anytime <laughs> in my life, if anybody's ever said, this might be a dumb question, like, it let's usually... Say, Let's say you get a sliver. Does it keep getting buried or wouldn't it eventually go out? It would go out. Your yeah. body would push it out. Yeah. Right. Well, skin must be growing from the inside because you're always losing a layer of skin all the time. Your skin's right. peeling off from the outside. It's it's like shedding off and stuff like that. So it's growing from underneath. Very but thin layers. Y- you could actually have a sliver that has been in there for a very long time. People used to get well, that it, with it like would, bullets and stuff. Having them yeah, it, w- the it would fester, yeah. and then that would just push itself out. I mean, that's that's generally how it works. So it would be unusual to have a sliver for a long, long time, I would think. I was listening to last week's podcast today in the car, and you know what I realized? What is this? We're really good at just talking about stuff we don't know anything about. Yeah. We're uh, very good My at knowledge that. of things is I know maybe like 0.5% of a topic. Mm-hmm. And that's enough yeah. to get me going. And mine would be maybe 0.1. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so if we add them all up together... We're a formidable force. I mean, yeah. you, get, you get us going about audio, and that's like at least point ten. Um, what? Wait, no, that would be that'd be point, point one. Ten. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, point ten is is good. That's point, okay. Point nine percent. I wonder, like, if the smartest person in the world knows that they are smart. I don't think there is. Or, a knows that they're person. the smartest. Couldn't you be a, what would you consider the smartest person in the world? I don't think a you person can have that, the smartest. Why not? Because what, what is about smart? James Holsauer? Like what makes you smart at a topic? Yeah. Trivia wouldn't make you smarter. Right. No. Would it make you knowledgeable? Are we retaining, are, retaining knowledge? Would that make, I think that would make you smarter. I think smart has to also come with problem solving and stuff like that too. Like being able to look at something and deduce it instead of know it. You know what I mean? Um, okay, but I think, hmm, okay, this kind of slides into into something else too because you're talking about knowledge and, and things like that. But 
Okay, now we're talking specifically worldly knowledge, right? Right. He's talking more about problem solving. Okay. Because what you're talking about is just retaining knowledge. But do retention of facts make you smart? Would you say that somebody was smart if they had a lot? What topic if makes they, you smart? Like being a mathematician? Being an astrophysicist? Being like a... Well, yeah, see, that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? So, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking a guy who knows... He's he's got a, an incredible ability uh, to recall facts, and he's great with trivia. It doesn't make him a genius. See, Brendan seems extremely intelligent to me, and yet he struggles with math. But he's really good at trivia, and you know he's getting top marks in class. So I don't know. I think he would seem smarter to me than somebody who didn't have all that stuff, but was good at figuring things out. Now, is math necessarily problem solving, or can it be that someone who's really good at math is really bad at other problem solving? Is that two different things? That's that's your question, Nathaniel. See, someone could be really great at math, but (laughs) does that mean that they're great at problem solving? Like my sister Kathy's really good at math. Okay. But does that make her a necessarily a great problem solver? No. Or would someone like Betty be a really good problem solver? Because my sister Betty is more of like, I know how people think. I know what people want. She's more in kind of like knows the beat of what, how people tick. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to measure the smartest person. Yeah, it's, it's impossible because... The word smartest, what does it mean? Right. Like it it's, doesn't it doesn't really it's mean. It's all anything. just based on preference at that point. Right. I mean you can have you can have a person with the highest IQ that if you drop him out in the middle of a field somewhere, he'll just curl up and die. Right? And, and you know, because No, I don't think so. Well practically Because I think that person will say, Oh, you know what? If because I, I am whatever they're going to be like I need water well I can get water by doing this because they are so intelligent they would know how to survive because they know the facts like if I was on a deserted island I'd want to be on there with Brendan because he knows a lot about everything I think a lot of times people with high IQ will really be focused in in a certain area but a lot of times I've heard this so many times that they would lack common sense and so that's why they have a hard time uh, relating to other people because they lack a common sense. They don't know how to relate to people. So their their wisdom is focused in a different area where, I, I don't know, I don't think there's anybody who is so well-rounded. All the smart people that I know don't seem to lack common sense. You also got to look at experience too because that, 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 that adds yeah. to it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so here's a question. If you were on a deserted island and you had one person, you wanted to get off the island, okay? Mm-hmm. But you only had got to take one person with you, who would it be? Uh, probably- you sound like that is paining you. <laughs> Answer, Michael. <laughs> Michael. I'm just trying would, to think of anybody you- who actually... Because I, I would want someone with with like... Not just like the idea or the ability to figure out what they need and figure out how to do it. I want someone who knows how to do it. Like someone, someone who, who knows s- how to open a coconut. So, yeah, someone who knows. Like, okay, we need water, and then you can find water based on these sounds or these kind of 
nature yeah. cues and things like that. So who would it be? I don't know. The Apostle Paul. Yeah. No, it has to be someone alive right now. Oh, that's no fun. It has to be someone alive right now. Hmm. A person on the earth. You ever hmm. seen uh, Coyote Peterson? <laughs> no. No. He does a YouTube channel called Brave Wilderness. I'm sure a lot of people would have heard of that. He's the guy that did all the stings. Yeah. Is oh, that who you want on the island guy? with you? I don't think so, but I'm just thinking of people who know <laughs> who know animals and know nature. Yeah, that guy you just is. push him ah. push yeah. him out into the ocean when you want to go for a bath and let the sharks take care of him. Okay, right. Michael. Someone like that would lack the ability or would have the ability to to look at something and actually have common sense to be like, okay, avoid that. Maybe you showed me him or someone might have. Probably. Who would you be on the island with, Michael? I, I honestly don't know. You never know I, whenever I we ask know. you a question. I don't, this no, is a hard question. Well, yeah, because you're saying a person who's alive and I'm thinking. You have to I, choose someone. You're like, okay, you get to choose someone right now. Who are you going to take onto the island? Uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll cook for you. Yeah. I, I probably would be my brother-in-law, Jerry, I think. Or Brendan, one of the two, but maybe Jerry. Except for Jerry would probably not be... Jerry would be more worried than Brendan. Of anybody, though? Like, you can yeah, get anybody. an expert. Yeah, I don't know any experts. You can get, like, a Navy SEAL. I was going to say a helicopter pilot. Not <laughs> That'd that be I know. Big, yeah. <laughs> then we just get in his helicopter and go back home. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> what if you just got, like, James Blunt or something? What? Like somebody who could just sit there on a log playing songs for you for the rest of your life. I don't think that'll you're help. You're beautiful. Just singing, you're beautiful. It's true. I, <laughs> I think that would get old pretty quick. For all, like someone, I feel like, like that would be really frustrating. Yeah. Just <laughs> having to deal with the singing the Look, whole time. Will, you just, will you just do something? Not doing anything to help. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be singing. You're just sitting there on a rock singing the same song over and over. It's a good How idea. How about Tom Hanks? Well, how about Wilson? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you said had to be alive. I was going to choose Wilson, actually. As my you were? F- yeah. But Tom Hanks has all the experience. Does he? Oh, Nathaniel. Uh, here is an interesting story, okay? Okay. Now, I don't know how this is possible, but anybody listening who makes movies might know how Ooh, okay. this is possible. We went to see Castaway when it first came out. We went to the cheap theaters. Right. And what happened was, for some reason, the film was low on the screen in front of us. Yeah. It was down like we could see above. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, when Mm -hmm. it was raining outside, we could see the sprinklers up above. Yeah. The, the, The whole picture was sunk down about three feet on the screen. And you really could see all the rigging, the microphone booms, the sprinklers when he's yeah. outside in, in the that rain. That was the weird, wow. and nobody complained because it was just so fascinating it was to see awesome. this. awesome. We watched the whole top of the screen for the entire movie. It was really Everybody something. Everybody was just like, whoa, is that ever weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could see like in one scene when they're in an airport and they're talking, you could see people like the cast or whatever up above on some kind of like balcony looking down at them. Do you remember? It was really strange. Do you remember in the one scene when he gets back to the airport and and he walks and Tom Hanks walks into the into a room at the airport and then his dentist who is now his wife's or his girlfriend's husband they were married while he was on the island right? they did so I didn't spoiler, spoiler. spoiler yeah 
And so anyway, when he walks into the room, if you look at the movie, if you watch this closely, he does a little bit of a duck because that was one thing that we saw in the movie was there was a boom that swung over his head and he flinched when he walks into the room because this boom came down really low. And I thought that is, that is really cool. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. Like how you can see the top of the, uh, I don't know. the film strip like that. I would guess. I a, even on the island, you could see microphones and stuff on the island. Yeah, it took away from the whole thing. Right. So I'm thinking, well, he's got a microphone. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's not going to get him far on an island. Would a, would a crew or would a studio just send like a fully cropped video well, to different theaters? I thought. Depending yeah, on I their size this, of the projectors this, and all that. Yeah, was it was it a bootleg copy or something? I was thinking, maybe they just let the theaters themselves crop them, or maybe know, it was just may, a poorly maybe. cropped version that they got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, mean, I, it was I, just I have some... no idea what would cause it because I don't know anything about film and all that. But it was great. It was it was extremely entertaining. Yeah, that'd be really to, interesting to watch the whole thing that way. You've made a couple of movies yourself. Yeah, you should know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would assume that they probably just probably just have like the big raw framing of the movie that they give out, and then kind of yeah. yeah, crop maybe. it depending on whoever's using it. But mm. I yeah, I have no idea. That would just be a guess. yeah, super interesting though. Yeah. Today we were talking about going back to watch the Passion of the Christ. Long we've been movie. seeing that for a long time. They're making the second one. I think we've talked about this already. I've heard about that for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is that actually like it's happening out this year? Really. Is it Mel Gibson again? Probably. You can always hear his little computer, I'm like, yeah, clickety-click. He's checking it out. Mel Gibson. The movie has the following. Okay. Jim Caviezel is Jesus. He's back. He's back. Again? Or are you looking at the old one? This is the second one. Okay. Whoa, the second coming. This is the second coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Caviezel is my all-time favorite actor. All-time. Before The Passion of the Christ. I was a huge Jim Caviezel fan, and then I heard he was going to be in The Passion of the Christ, and that was pretty amazing. So even before that, I was like big, big, big Jim Caviezel fan. Hmm. I love him. I think he's such a good actor. He just, oh, he's a powerful actor. Oh, it's written. For sure. I don't see him in enough stuff. It's actually produced and written by Mel Gibson. I never knew that. Yeah, I just don't, I honestly don't remember the movie at all. Like parts of it, maybe. But I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Ooh, yeah, thank you. The confirmed yeah. release what? of this movie is March 31st, 2021. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's coming soon. Yeah. What's it called? Is there a name for it? Passion of the Christ 2 Resurrection, I think, is the generally oh, accepted interesting. name. Hmm. Okay. Maybe not, though. So, but I'll have to, uh, I'll have to watch the first one and get, uh, get caught up on Before the story. Before you see the sequel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get caught up on the story. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's all fresh in my mind. I think I saw the first one. <laughs> I think we all did. We, yeah. Yeah, you. I don't know if you were too young. I probably well, didn't really it? pay attention too much. You would have been really little. Yeah. When did it come out? I don't 2004. know. 2004. 2004. Okay, yeah. so how old what? were you? Three years three. old? I was three. I don't know if you went, but we I definitely, went, like, I remember watching part of it at some point. Uh, some friends of ours rented out the whole theater. So then That's we bought expensive. tickets from them. So we, yeah, she sold rented tickets to all of her friends and stuff at church. For Passion of the Christ? We all went to see it together. Yeah. That's a weird one to. That was uh, to Nicholas's out. mom. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, they were really, really excited about that. So That's cool. mm-hmm. their church like got together and said, we're going to buy out the whole thing so we can see it on on that night. So we bought tickets from them and mm. everybody just went all together. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. That would I be fun. I've only been in a theater once oh, that was empty. That was fun. What movie? Do you remember? Uh, Despicable Me 3. And who were you with? It was with Graham. Just one kid? We or? were at a midnight showing on a Monday, three weeks after it came out. And so... <laughs> wow. It was like nobody was going to see that I guess movie. no one's taking their kids at midnight or whatever. No. After three weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was, it was fun though. It was very enjoyable to have the empty theater. Okay. Mm, we used to have this thing called uh, something, Stars and Strollers. So moms could go during the day to take their kids in their strollers to go watch a movie. So me and some of the moms from school went one time when you guys are in class with the little kids in their strollers. We went to see a movie. I don't remember what we went to see, but I remember the entire time I was trying to watch the movie, I was getting phone calls about payroll. I had forgot to do payroll that day. Uh, that was frustrating. Slacker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and all these people were like waiting to get paid. And I'm like, oh, no. Because I'm kind of like stuck in this theater now. And I had to keep going out and right. telling. I think I told I told you, Michael, what to do or something. Probably. I'm just like, just put dittos on all these things and write out the same checks as last week. And then I get another call. Oh. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It was supposed to be a real exciting experience, but right. it was not. That's funny. It wasn't. Wow. But we had a like fun mom's group back then. That was good. Yeah. You guys were in class, so oh, yeah, yeah. you didn't even know about any of this. No. It was just me palling around with the moms. So what is the verse du jour? You want the verse of the day already? Do you now, do yeah. you? Yeah, why not? Do you now, do you? Yeah. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, he has it. Probably. Why am I always the last to know this? Because I send it to him right before it starts. <sighs> I'm just looking at. I need I need a heads up on what the verse of the day is. I never. No, you don't. Well, I never know what to then you'll, say. You'll study. I don't know what to say. I don't even this remember is what test. it is. You, you got to know. I this. just look it up. I send it to him, and then I forget. <laughs> what was that, Nathaniel? You got to know this stuff. This is the test. Yeah. This is. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, we're hitting you with Galatians. I know it's your favorite. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh that's it is that that's it again that's all again that was your verse of the day like that short and sweet yeah here for a good time not a you long know what? time that reminds me of that verse <laughs> that says the Lord will give you the desires of your heart which verse I is think. that um, <laughs> Sorry, that was, I don't know you have to yeah. look that up but a lot of people think, okay, the Lord's going to give me the desires of my heart, then that would mean the Lord's going to give me all the stuff that I want. But really what it means, I think, is that God puts a new desire into our heart, that God gives us um, the desire to walk after the Spirit and not to gratify the things of the flesh. Because those who are born of the Spirit do spirit things, and those who are born of the flesh do flesh things. And... You have to get off the computer, Michael, because he's looking up stuff. 
<laughs> Every time we have verse of the day right away, he's like just clicking. I gotta go look this up. <laughs> that was I well, love no, no. That's that's not entirely. He, I think true. he's going to get the Coles notes. No, I'm actually said. just reading the verse. Ah, yeah. okay. good old Bible Hub. Love that's love my, Bible. my Bible my Hub. Bible Hub. Yeah, I love I love Bible Gateway because it's letting me put notes and highlights just like I would in um in a paper Bible. And so if you go to Bible Gateway, make sure that you sign up because once if you sign in, then you're able to do stuff like highlight and put notes. And now when I go back to read it, I see my little notes in the margin and it's very, very cool. So I'm not going to be having this like paper Bible with all these notes to pass down to my kids because my eyes aren't good enough. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on it, Michael? It, well, I mean, since we're talking, we, we've got actually the Colossians man mm -hmm. sitting on the other side of the microphones here. Where are you? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're, you're there. Far somewhere. away. See, now Colossians does a, uh, does a great job on this to really expand. And I'm just, just, Couldn't just agree ah. yeah. yeah, because this one is so short, just like short and sweet. Yeah, but know? there's so much packed into it, I think, that, yes. and I find too that the more that we walk in the Spirit, then also the more we are desiring those things of the Spirit. When someone is, gives their life to Jesus, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to completely change everything in one day. I think sometimes or most times, it's really a growing process where we're learning by reading God's word, what is God's will for my life? And step by step, we are drawing ourselves closer to his will every day because mm. we don't really have all that knowledge at first. I knew of a girl who is a pastor's wife now, and she said, when I first gave my life to the Lord, I was still going to the bar. I was still like partying with my friends because I did not realize that these were things that weren't pleasing to God. And it wasn't until I started to grow closer to God that I, I learned that this is what God wants for me. This is what God expects from me. But also I think not only the, that we grow in knowledge, but we also grow in that desire because like that other verse, I don't remember which one it is, but I will look it up. It says that God gives us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and there's another verse that says, for it is God who both, um, what is that verse, Michael? It says that both w gives you the will and the power to do. What is that verse I'm thinking oh, of? Oh, boy. It is God that works in you. Yeah. Yeah, both God to will. God works in you both yeah. to will and to do yeah. of his good. His good pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Yes. So we see there that, that it's God's will that is working within us. And so it's not always our will. When people are maybe thinking, I would like to be a Christian, but I don't think I'm going to want to live like a Christian. You don't really know that until you start living for God, because that's when he is going to put those desires within you. And that, that doesn't come until you start serving God, until mm -hmm. you invite him into your life. Now, I know we understand here that we are talking with the Colossians, man. So you know everything there is to know about the book of Colossians. Yeah. But you give me long yeah. enough to think. To read it? To yeah. Google it. No, Google to it. Think, think about it. 
<laughs> well, okay. So the the verse that you just um, that you just read in Galatians. Yes. Um, here, let me just go back to it quickly here. But I say, walk um, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, if you go over to Colossians, Colossians is amazing at what it means to um, walk in the way that God wants you to walk. Like the entire book is basically written on that. Yeah. But he really breaks this down into really interesting ways. So in chapter two, verse six, he says, therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. So live according to um, to scripture, live according to um, the will of God and be conformed to Christ is basically what he's saying. But he says, having been firmly rooted and built up in him and established in your faith, here's what's really interesting. Now he says what to be careful of. He says, make sure that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception in accordance with human tradition, in accordance with the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. And so he goes on to say that there are people who will try to um, dissuade you from Christ. They'll they'll come to you proclaiming Christ, but they're not proclaiming him properly. And so philosophy means that these are people that are going to approach the scripture by what they think it means. And they're going to teach it that way. And empty deception is is put right in there with it. So he really breaks this down. So entire the entire book of Colossians really expands on this verse in Galatians. So if you really, really want to understand this, I would totally recommend getting into the book of Colossians this week and uh, and just seeing exactly what is there. It is absolutely fascinating what you'll find. When you also mentioned the traditions of men, like mm-hmm. vain philosophies, and I think you said something about the traditions of mm-hmm. men there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that a lot, I know because our family was the same way when I was very young, is that we were really seeped in the traditions of the church. And sometimes people follow the traditions of their church, not even understanding what those traditions mean or if they are biblically based, Mm -hmm. but it's just a way that they are raised. Now, this is what our church has always done. This is why I believe it. They don't even question Mm -hmm. why they do those things that they do. And I think, you know, a few months back, I gave an example of this couple that we knew that wouldn't play um, cards, which is fine. You know, if someone doesn't want to play cards, that's, that's great. But then if you don't even know the reason why you do or don't do something, I think it's important for us to, to understand. And that, in that case, we asked him why, and he said, well, I don't know. And his wife had kind of laughed about that too. She said, I don't know. It's just something that, you know, his family has never thought that that was right. And Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things I think that people do. And we probably even do ourselves without even realizing it because of the church that we go to. It has been a long time tradition of theirs. Like, oh, it's always been a long time tradition to do it this way. But when those things become religion to us, without really of our understanding why, I think then we might have a bit of a, a problem because we should know what we believe and why we believe it and know that it is in line with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and if, you, if you go into Colossians chapter 3, uh, this is what I was looking for specifically. 
it it's all there. So it's it's broken up into sections. But um, right from verse one on, it says that um, keep seeking the things above, um, and then it 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 just breaks it down. Is that your earth? Okay. Um, that your earthly body is considered dead to sexual immorality, impurity, passion, even evil desire, greed, which amounts to idolatry. And so idolatry is anything that will take your focus off of God. So if you are really coveting the things of the world, and not even just possessions, but things that you like to do that will take you away from God, don't do it. Be careful. Uh-huh. Be careful. And so this really expands on all of that. So if that's something that interests you, or if you're struggling with any of these things, um, definitely give this give this a really good read because it's uh, it's all here in Colossians. That reminds us of our verse that we had last week. Do you remember what it was, Nathaniel? I do, I do. I got it. You got it. <laughs> of course I got it. I always got it. Just give me... Okay. Was it Matthew... Chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Probably. Oh, come Read on. <laughs> uh, lay not up yourselves treasure upon earth. Yeah. Where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through the steel and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That yeah. ties right into what you were saying, Michael. That's that hard to read. Those things that we treasure, that's where our heart is at. And so yeah. we really need to make sure that we are working from the inside out. Yeah. Um, because the Bible tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things. So we can't let our heart lead us. We need to be leading our heart. Mm-hmm. And we need to lead our heart by reading God's word and seeking his will in our life. Well, that's right. And just like scripture will always do, it will say what not to do, but it will always follow quickly with what to do. Mm. And he says, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, just on and on and on all of these things that really make up the heart of a true believer. Yeah, and this it's all really just Are you expands. a Colossians man too? I can't be. There all can there can only be one. There can only be one. So oh. No, we're the Colossians men. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> we'll have to get the T shirts. <laughs> yeah. I'd wear that shirt. That's a good shirt. I think it would confuse people. The Colossians. Yeah, I'm a Colossians man. I I think a lot of people would say, "Well, where where's Colossia or whatever?" I don't know. Probably not. I think you don't think so. Colosh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They would think you're referring to one specific verse verse in the Bible. I think most people would know that. Well, in the town that we live in, they think the verse would be "I'm a Colossians man." Yeah. I don't know. I think in the town that we live in, they would definitely know. I think now in the town that I I live in, it's time for me to get myself one of those little time warp wave, like magnetic stickers on my car door. (laughs) Because we live in like the holy city now. So every, you know, I can drive around and witness to people. Now that, that's something. Magnetic sticker. (laughs) Yeah. That is something that that's, that's what the pastor from, our church back where we came from, that's what he always referred to this city as, is the holy city. So that might confuse a few people if you wouldn't do the explanation. Well, I've told them that before, too. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. We talked about that. Oh. Must have been in between <laughs> coffee or something here. But I'm the, not, li- not not to be confused with, what was it, Rex Humbert's holy city or something like that? 
my mom used oh, now to have, you're, you're oh over no, I think head. it was Oral Roberts. I'm not sure, but oh. way back in the day that we used to have this poster that um, one of these guys on TV was building a holy city and there was this big poster that we would see every time we came down the stairs from our bedroom. It was on the back of the door going upstairs and it was this big picture of this whole, I don't know if it ever got built or, or what the story was. Yeah, but I don't know anything about that. A simpler solution would have been if this guy saved the money and moved to Steinbeck. There, he he could have lived right here next door to us. The city's all ready to go. It's ready to move in. Come and live here. People listening are probably like, in the States, they've got Lifeway bookstores out there. We don't have that out here in Canada. So if you want to go to a Christian bookstore, the only one that we had was pretty far from our house before. Yep. It was way on the other end of town. It took a long time to get there through traffic. Yep. Now we live like three minutes away from a Christian bookstore, which is a really good one. So I am real excited about getting into that this summer too, heading down there, yeah, seeing be nice. what I can see. Yep. Go oh, check it out. That is going to be amazing. Nathaniel. Yeah. When are you just going to come down? Oh, I forgot that we're in quarantine. Legally? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we just talked about. It. <laughs> uh, you can't come down. I forgot. Yeah, too funny. Do you know where Brent? What Brendan's doing right now? Uh, no, not really. He's supposed to like proofread my book. The book. Oh, the book. He's is, probably doing that. What? He's probably doing that. Maybe because the book is done. It is done. So sometime oh, this now? week, maybe yeah, the within, book is going up. Yeah, yeah. on Amazon. Like I'm just waiting to for him to do the final proofread and then I'll make the final edits and up it goes. I think it's your best one. Yeah, yeah I like I do. it. I do. It's I think called it's your best. Um, Abundance is the name of the book. The subtitle is Bearing Fruit for Every Good Work. So it is a, it's a full-blown Bible study. On the fruit of the Spirit. On the yeah. fruit of the Spirit. Okay, yeah. All right, so I think we're going to wrap this up now. Time to wrap it. Yep. Yeah. Time to wrap. So if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, please do that and share it with your friends. Mm -hmm. And also look for Nathaniel's music online and you can find that music everywhere. Woo! Everywhere. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just look for Nathaniel Schacht. Google his name and you'll see his music all over the place. I'm a star. I'm Yeah. I'm, no, you own a star. Yeah. He's a star with a star. Sorry. Yes. I own a star. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> And then also go to our website where you're going to find daily devotions. Bible studies. Bible studies yep. and marriage prayers. There you go. One more thing. What's that? Tune into our daily podcast. Look it up. It's called Five Minute Marriage. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs>